0: I hope that you had a wonderful new year, a very healthy new year. I know it was very quiet and very different for a lot of people, and that's all good, right? Because sometimes you need to do things differently, to have gratitude for things that maybe you never even thought about before. Or even, you know, I know for myself and my family, starting some new traditions and just kind of doing things differently. That's what this past year was definitely all about was doing things differently. Before I get into the topic for today, which we're going to talk all about systems and why you need them and I have a couple of stories about why this topic came up. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I am all about systems. And I do a lot of things on this, I talk about a lot of things in this podcast to help you to really build the right mindset so that you can lead your business, you can grow your business, but as well, you know, you can grow as a business owner, the right strategy so that, you know, you know, giving you things that work and things that maybe don't work so right so that you can build a plan and a blueprint so you can architect a blueprint to Really grow your business and then taking the right actions because you know, having a strategy is great, having goals are great, but if we don't know the actions to take and we don't implement anything, nothing's going to go anywhere, right? So, I wanted to talk about processes today because I had a converse, I've had several conversations with people about processes lately, but we'll get to that in a moment. But I wanted to just talk about this new app, this new social media app, Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard about it, it's really Weird. <laughs> I mean, it's it's interesting. I say weird, not in as a weird like weird, but weird as an you know interesting weird. But it's it's different, and I'm trying to figure it out. It's almost like social media meets podcasting. It's very interesting. Like I said, you have to get invited to actually be on this app, and luckily. I have a friend that invited me to be on the app and join, which is great. And I'm trying to trying to get a hold of it, like get a hold on it myself and figure it out so that I can give you guys some tips. But it's definitely, it's all audio. And it's interesting because you can actually say, okay, I want to lead a room. And then people can just like hop on. I mean, you can invite people and you can use other social media platforms to advertise that you have this room going on and you can invite people to join your room or people will just find you based on their interests. So, it's it's very interesting, but it's all audio. Like wild, right? And that's why I'm saying it's it's podcast, a traditional audio podcast meets social media platform. So, As I said, I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't know if you've heard about it. I mean, I kept hearing people say, yeah, like, and it was like this secret, secret club or this secret code or whatever. People were talking about this clubhouse and I'm thinking, okay, I'm 45 years old, but I know I'm not really behind the times on things. I know I'm like up and up, but I was like trying to figure out what this, because it came, it kind of came out like under the radar. I mean, I know people were kind of talking about it a little bit, but the whole rollout of it just seem to be really under the radar but yeah it's it's definitely interesting so stay tuned I'm trying to I'm listening I'm learning I'm observing I'm taking notes and trying to figure out okay what is the best way to use this platform to grow your business because obviously we don't want to do something if and I used to tell people this when they were picking social media platforms, if it's something A, you're not interested in and B, you're not going to do then then why have it, right? It's a, it's, it's, our time is precious and we want to make sure that we're spending our time on the things that are important. So anyway, clubhouse, if you hear about it, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I, I did, uh, I, I, and I can't figure out because like when you click on it to like be in one of the rooms, it's almost like you're having a phone conversation with people. So when you, and I don't know if you remember party line, like I'm dating myself. This was like back in like the, I don't remember late eighties, early nineties. It might've, it might've been late eighties, but, um, like you could have, like, you could connect all kinds of people together and you would, you could have like 10 people on a, on a call. It was so that's kind of what this is like. So I get in these rooms and I just, you know, happen to like click on a room just to kind of to see. And I don't know if I'm muted or not. <laughs> and then there's a button that you can hit that says leave quietly, <laughs> like as opposed to leaving loudly. Like I don't, you know, so and I'm looking for the mute button to make sure I'm not muted because, of course, you know, I have two puppies and they're barking and running around in the background. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm on this in this room. You know, about I forget what I clicked on. It was like, I don't know, it was something about entertainment. And I'm like thinking to myself, these people are probably wondering who has the dogs? (laughs) So anyway, if you see it, Clubhouse, more to follow on that. So let's talk a little bit about processes. Two ways to scale your business, two big things that you need in place to scale your business if you want to go to the next level is number one, you need a really strong team. Number two, You need really good processes, processes that streamline things, that align with your systems. I used to call processes systems, and my husband had to school me a long time ago and say systems are the software process. uh, So coming from an IT guy and a network architect. So so processes, again, if you want to scale your business, you cannot leave it to random action. You cannot leave it to randomness because if you leave your business growth to randomness you are going to get stuck in mediocrity and you're going to continue to be an overwhelm and the way to really have it be so that you're not leaving your growth to randomness is to put processes in place and when i say this to people i always get the eye rolling i always get the oh teresa i can't do that and i just had a conversation with somebody yesterday and they were like i am creative i just kind of throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks and i you know i like to be creative and i i leave you know i do random things and i'm i'm am i'm a whirling mess you know but but that's how i've gotten my business to where i'm where i am today and I, and this was a friend of mine actually and i said that's great you know i'm, I'm i that, that's awesome and if that works for you then godspeed like keep going However, I can tell you this, it is not going to be, that is not a sustainable, nor is it a long-term strategy uh, for growth. Because again, you're doing random things, you're having random action. You know, and it was funny because the next thing that she mentioned to me was that she hired somebody she hired a um, an assistant, and they didn't have a process in place for onboarding and this person didn't work out and she said, "Well I feel I feel like I failed her and that's where I kinda just dug right in there and was like, well, that's because you need a better onboarding process. If you have processes in place, especially when it comes to people, that is how you are able to teach people how to do things the way that you want them done or the way that you would do them. I talk to a lot of people who outsource stuff before they even figure it out themselves. And that is so backwards and it just leads to disaster. Because if you leave setting up processes and creating processes in your business before you've ever done anything to someone else, it will never be the way that you want it. It will never be the way that you want it. It will never reflect how you do things because somebody else is setting it up. And I remember long ago, I needed to set up a repurposing system. And I had somebody do it for me. And this was before, before my first assistant, before the first assistant I ever had. And I was working with a software company and I remember talking to them and they came up with this system. And I was like, this doesn't work for me. Well, the thing is, is I didn't spend the time to figure out the process myself. I let somebody else do it. And of course, inevitably it's not gonna be what I want because I don't even know what I want. And I see that happen time and time again. You know, people think, ugh, processes, Like, it's just so daunting, and it really isn't. It's actually kind of fun. I know that sounds weird, but um, since I am a processes and systems queen, but it's fun, it's not daunting. And I talk to a lot of people about this, and people don't wanna set it up because number one, it takes time. It takes some time, right? But number two, when you figure out how the process is going to work and how you want it to work, and you can document things, well, then guess what? It makes teaching people easier. And it also, what it does is it gives, it holds people accountable to their job, to their performance. To things in your business, it holds them accountable and raises the bar, raises the level of expectation for them to a higher level. You know, I, I talk to I talk to people all the time about, you know, why can't why can't we just hire people that you know want to work, or why can't we hire people that you know are are really good at getting the job done? And when my next question is, well, did you train them? Do you have a training program? Do you have a you know, that trains them and and teaches them how to do things will know. Okay, well, how can you expect someone to do something when you haven't set any expectations, right? So let's talk about these processes, okay? Because as I said, processes are the things that are going to reduce overwhelm, reduce frustration, reduce stress, as well as it's a very good bridge to bridge your brand and what you are all about and who you're all about. What does that look like? What makes you different? It bridges that into how you then carry it out throughout your organization. Because when we are super clear on who we are, what we do, and why we do it, then what's the next step? The how. And your processes that you create become your how. How are we going to get the message out there? Or how are we going to make our employees super empowered? Or how are we going to create this, make this customer experience amazing? Your processes then become your how. So when I hear people say to me, well, I'm a creative business owner and I don't need processes because if I have processes in place, it's going to take away the creativity. And it actually doesn't. It does the exact opposite. When you have processes in place that work and that align with the vision and mission you have in your business, guess what? It is going to give you more freedom, more time, and more creativity because number one, when you create a process, you have the ability to then delegate it to someone in your organization, or you can automate it into, like put it into your actual system, for instance, if you have a marketing automation system like ActiveCampaign or Infusionsoft or Entreport or any of those, okay, when you come up with your process, you can then take that and automate it by putting it into your system. So you can delegate it, you can automate it, or you can teach it. So processes, as I said, eliminate the overwhelm. And as I told my friend last night, because she said, well, how many processes do you need? And I said, well, what do you wanna delegate? What do you wanna automate? And what do you wanna teach? Okay, those three things, or even, okay, let's add another one on there. Let's say we have delegate, automate, teach, or connect. Now we got four. So the connection process is your customer experience, right? So depending on what you wanna do in your business, you're gonna have a process for every one of those things. I mean, I have, it's, it's me, and then I have a team of four people, okay? And we've got processes every time we come up with something new, or we wanna do something better, guess what? We come up with a process, okay? And it's fairly simple, because people say, people look at it and think that it's this overwhelming, time-consuming, taxing thing, and really it isn't. It's more creative than people think it is, at least I, the way I teach it, okay? So some tips as far as creating your processes. The two things that I suggest that you start with is, number one, your onboarding process. What does that look like to bring new employees on? When you're creating any process, what we wanna think about, A, who it's for, B, where do they start, and C, where do you need them to end up? This is how we put intention behind Processes, because we're not just going to create a process in a vacuum, right? We want to know who is it for, where are they starting, and where do we need them to end up. The in between part of a process is the transformation that you create for someone. That guess what? That transformation that you're creating in the process, taking an employee from ground zero—they don't, they've never ever done anything at your business, at your company—they know nothing about you—to They are super excited to work there and they are super excited to get started and they have top notch knowledge. The transformation in between is teaching them. They can learn, they can get excited, they can start mastering some skills and guess what? That will then go back to whatever you defined, what you stand for, what your business is all about, what your brand is all about, okay? The difference that you wanna make, what makes you different, what's your distinction, okay? That will relate back to whatever you defined for who you are and what you stand for, okay? So think about who it's for, where are they starting, where do they end up, and what transformation do you want to create in between? The second thing is, and this is something I've had to learn over the years because I, I do have a tendency to overcomplicate my own thinking. So we want to get them from start to end in the shortest steps, shortest amount of steps. So I like to tell people when you're creating your process, it should be five steps. If you need it to be seven, that's totally okay, but more than likely, you're gonna have five. Three, too small. Four, mm, four might be okay. I always just do five. There's something about five. I learned about doing five, five milestones, five steps, project management. So I just always go with five when you're creating the process. Okay. The other thing is think about how you're going to get them from one step to the next step and what needs to happen at the end of each step. So what do you need that result to be? Okay. This is how we start to, again, put a creativity, And B, we also put intention behind the processes that you're creating. So as I said, those are little things that you wanna think about when you are thinking about creating your processes. Next, the processes that you wanna start with. Number one, if you have employees, most definitely. If you don't have employees, but you wanna grow your business, you should probably get started on this now (laughs) so that you can hire your first employee. Big mistake, big, big, big mistake that people make is they hire on demand and then they scramble around for stuff like this. Okay, we want to do this first so it's in place. So it makes the hiring process easier. So first one is onboarding process for new employees. The second one is what does your customer experience look like when someone buys something from you? Whether you have a brick and mortar or you're online completely, Okay, or you have a service based business where you're going out and meeting people. All right. What does that experience look like? There are actually three different customer experiences that I teach with people. But the one that you want to really focus on and start with right now is the one where they've booked an appointment and you're going to see them or they've come into your store and they're going to buy something or they've come into your restaurant and they're going to eat, sit down and have a meal. Okay. Or let's say you sell online coaching. Okay. You're a coach that meets with people virtually. Again, what does that customer look like? They booked an appointment, you're meeting with them for the first time. What does that onboarding look like? Okay. Again, thinking to yourself in both of these instances uh, employee onboarding, your customer is your employee. Where are they starting? They know nothing about your business. Where do they end up? They're super, super excited to work there, and they have skills that they can use, okay? Your customer experience might be, you know, a new customer who's coming into your restaurant. Where do they start? They know nothing about your business. They've never eaten there. Where do they end up? They are a raving fan, had an excellent meal, excellent, and raved about you, and left a five-star review, okay? So what does that look like? Start and finish. And then... What is the transformation that happens in between? And here's the thing that I want you to think about. The transformation is where the magic happens. The magic that makes people excited, that appeals to their senses, that engages them and connects with them, that connects your brand to them, to the transformation that you're creating for them. So giving that some thought, you will come up with steps and actions and things that need to happen to keep them moving forward to that end result that you set. See, it's not as hard as you think it is, and it actually is, like I said, it is creative, not super daunting, because really, you can kind of brainstorm it out. I like to draw it out, like mind map it, okay? And then say, okay, let's put this into five steps, and then five actions, that get you to the next step. So you have five steps and then five action steps, okay? Or five milestones, five action steps under each milestone, all right? This is is so important because if you are looking to scale your business, you want to make sure that you get the right tools, the right processes and the right systems in place now so that you can have that foundation that you can continue to build on. This will help you to hire better people, but also train them and get them to have skill mastery, to have ownership of their job performance, as well as understand their purpose, their greater meaning in the business and how that relates to the bigger purpose of the business. This will also help you to build connection with your customers, as well as educate them on what makes you different and keep them excited, keep them wanting to come back time and time and time again. It also helps you, I mean, if you're in, if you have a business where you're doing any kind of manufacturing, making sure that you are building a sustainable, flexible, agile supply chain that is based on connection with your suppliers, partnerships with your suppliers, so that you can get product in, Um, and make sure that you are satisfying your customer requirements in a timely fashion, okay? So you can have processes for what your purchasing and vendor engagement looks like. You can have processes for what your build looks like. So if you have mechanics and they need to build something, what does that look like? So think about anything that you need to delegate off of your plate so that you can be solely focusing on your vision and mission and consistently moving the ship, moving the needle and moving the business forward. You can automate. So taking those processes and putting it into some form of a system so you can stay connected with people. Okay. You can teach. So you're teaching it to, you know, employees, you're teaching it to, maybe you're even teaching it to vendors. Okay. Um, And you're engaging and connecting with your customers. So again, if you have to do one of those four things in your business, you need a process. And if you don't have any processes, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you take the time to figure this out because now is the beginning of the year. We're talking a lot about goal setting. I have a process that surrounds how to achieve impossible goals, which as a matter of fact, I am going to be teaching a masterclass on that. Um, at the end of this month. So stay tuned for information on that. But guess what? You're going to have, you're going to get a process for what does that look like? Okay. If you don't have any processes in your business, I highly recommend you thinking about doing, implementing them now. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to be super uber fine-tuned because guess what? They're not set in stone. You can always tweak it, but at least get something, get it out of your head. I have a client that said to me, wow, like when they looked at the process, they were like, wow, this was all in my head. And it's like, yeah, well, that's not going to do anybody any good. Just like having your passwords on the inside of a, of a cabinet door. Okay. Versus in your phone when you're in another country, if you don't have your password with you, how are you going to log in? Right? So it's the same thing. Like get it out of your head onto paper because people can't read your minds and you want to, Take the time to engage your employees so that they are part of the solution, part of the bigger purpose of what you're doing in your business, and you can empower them to make decisions and take ownership of their work, okay? So if you don't have any processes in your business, I highly recommend taking the time to think about what you need to do to get started. And again, remember the end of this month, the end of January, I'm going to be teaching a masterclass all about how to make impossible goals happen. Until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a comment. Let me know what was most helpful. And if you've started to put processes into your business, it's one of the things that people avoid. And I don't understand why because it's really fairly simple, right? Until next week, have a great rest of your week and I will see you soon.